Hey everybody, welcome to Taylor Radio, the broadcast podcast. Um, today I want to shift gears a little bit. Every once in a while I discuss the matters of the day, the zeitgeist, the current events in culture, not really pop culture, but kind of uh, the things that I pay attention to. So I am really fascinated by what's going on in terms of, I've talked about before, gender dynamics, you know, how things are in the current world of how men and women interact and how this affects all of us in our 20s, however old. I think a lot of young people, I think this is new territory. I've talked about the golden age. I've talked about you know, a little bit of economics, a little bit of Jordan Peterson. I want to talk about something I think is really interesting that I heard listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. I am currently, in my head, there's kind of a synthesis of things going on, of prominent thinkers and doers in the world that are connected in some way. And Listening to Brett, I think it was Brett Weinstein, no, Eric Weinstein, Weinstein, on Joe Rogan's podcast, he talked about something that was really interesting, which was the trust in institutions he believes is at an all-time low in, in the United States. And the, many people are distrustful of experts and elites things of that nature. I very much agree. Very much I, uh, I, I agree with that sentiment. I think you can see it everywhere, right? It's one reason why Trump got elected. After Trump got elected, you heard lots of people talk about how all the pundits were wrong and all the media heads were wrong. And I'm sure many people know that the idea of going to university, there's a lot of pushback about that now, Right. Many people are like, well, maybe you don't need to go to a university. There's a lot of, you know, conspiracy theories are abound about different things in the world. A lot of people believe in flat earth. You know, of course, I don't mean to throw that in there. But my, what I'm getting at is that there is a big distrust of institutions, right? There's lots of, of things are floating around in the world that are distrustful of, you know, major publications in the media, right? And a lot of people understand that that CNN is fake news most of the time. And, uh, you know, Fox News, I don't think is nearly as bad as CNN. But, of course, Fox News has its bent. And there, I think, you know, a lot of people don't trust that as well. Anyway. One thing that I noticed about myself was when I was at university, actually growing up in general, I had a big distrust of institutions as well in terms of bureaucrats, in terms of the bureaucracy of like school, the public school system, politicians, people in a lot of times it was like academia and politics and bureaucrats things like that people that are running government agencies and um maybe certain business people like far le you know like liberal people that are for raising taxes 
that are running big businesses, which is kind of shocking to me. And maybe it's just me. I don't believe it is. But growing up, I was in a very middle class, working class type of environment. Like I was middle class, but the people I went to school with were from that variety a lot. And my best friend, kind of working class, father's a mechanic. And, you know, my dad's been an entrepreneur, small business, and you have your ups and downs. Sometimes you're doing well, sometimes you're not doing so well. But I always had a frustration and anger towards politicians and academics who wanted to say like raise taxes, right? They wanted to take money from the people that are out in the world trying to make their living the best they can and get it to themselves. Because how do they survive, right? Like how do the the a lot you know the professors and how do the politicians and the bureaucrats survive? They survive by taking your money. You go out into the world, you produce products, you produce services, you trade your labor and time for wages, and those people in turn lobby and proclaim that they need to take your money to either redistribute it to other people or they flat out just say they need it for themselves to conduct research or to do whatever the hell they talk about doing. So this kind of thinking has always bothered me and it's always pissed me off that somebody wanted to you know, throw more regulation on me or discriminate against me from government policy or stand or government policy or take money from me and, you know, put me in harm's way, right? Like, so policies about going to war, you know, military service, things like that. You've got all these politicians and and bureaucrats. You've got pundits. You've got people that are totally disconnected from your life that are telling you how you need to spend your money, how much money you need to give to the government, how you need to live your life. I have hated that type of thinking for a long period of time. I'm all about maximum self, um, maximum freedom, maximum liberty, maximum self-determination as much as possible, as much as possible. Now, one thing, some things that I think are interesting, some through lines, some threads here. So I've thought about that for a while. And what's interesting is there are prominent thinkers in that have been coming up, right? That I think are, that are really pointing this out. So I've talked about Nassim Taleb. He has a book called Skin in the Game. He's got books called Fooled by Randomness, Black Swan, Brilliant Thinker. Brilliant thinker. You should check him out. The idea of skin in the game is people making decisions and giving advice to other people that have nothing on the line, right? So it's like people in Washington saying, we need to go to war in Iraq. And meanwhile, they have no skin in the game to go to fight in Iraq, right? Like they're not going to be on the front lines. They won't be near the battlefield. They don't have family. Well, maybe some of them have family members in the military. But a lot of the if you follow Nassim on Twitter, one thing he talks about a lot is how lots of the warmongers are they're too separated from the fighting itself. Right? They don't have skin in the game. In my opinion, that's the same with politicians and bureaucrats who 
want to tell you how to live your life, how you need to spend your money, how they need to raise your taxes, how you should, you know, how you should do things in your life, right? Those politicians and those bureaucrats a lot of times live off of the fruits of your labor. They live off the fruits of my labor. And then they want to turn around and say with absolutely no connection to my life or without any connection to the production of goods and services, start saying how these goods and services need to be allocated, right? They won't be affected. They're not affected. Same with healthcare, right? Politicians don't have skin in the game in healthcare reform because they have their own special healthcare system in Washington, And so there's this huge distrust of what? Politicians in Washington, right? There's a big distrust of universities right now. People think a lot of university is a scam. I would tend to agree, right? We learn about things that most of the time are not real. Uh, Let me rephrase that. In terms of non-hard sciences, that's the that's where I have the issue. So you know, mathematics, um, mathematics, and science, certain science, certain scientific fields, you know, engineering, all of that. I think you know, legitimate, like really legitimate, for the most part. But a lot of the social sciences, maybe certain business courses, things like that, are you know, economics, sociology. Um, what's some other ones, economics, sociology, political science. I'm sure, you know, like there's a lot of, you know, other types of studies out there where the people that are teaching are make forecasts. And not only that, they make policy prescriptions about how people should order their lives, right? And they write papers that are quoted for, you know, tax policy and trade policy and and all these types of things or their prescribed behaviors and laws based on what some of these people come up with. And these people get on television and they influence pundits and things like that. And they influence discourse in the country. These these bureaucrats and these people in their in their you know, their ivory towers. But the thing is, they're disconnected from reality, right? Like they don't have any skin in the game with what they are, with their predictions. There's, they don't lose anything if, um, if whatever they say goes wrong or if their predictions don't pan out or you know, if they prescribe a tax policy for you. Well, guess what? I mean they're getting their, their money from the university, from the government. So when they prescribe that they need to raise your taxes – or they need to take from you and give to somebody else. Well, they're not talking about themselves. They're talking about you. And there's just not, there just doesn't seem to be, it seems as though that these people can make their, write their papers and their publications. And there's not a lot, there's no repercussions when what they say or do is just completely wrong. Not that they should be punished, but I mean, there's just doesn't seem to be, anything going on there. I could be wrong, but that is a big problem, I believe, that Nassim Taleb has with the priestly class of a lot of these pundits and bureaucrats and professors, these academic types, is they are disconnected from 
they are disconnected from the from reality, right? They are removed too much from the consequences of their actions. They can go out and spew theory about how the world should operate and try to get people to they try to get people to act on theory that is not, you know, to get on theory or hypotheses. I guess it's really hypotheses that are just maybe not proven at all based on um based on, you know, maybe some legitimate statistical methods, but whatever it is, it's all it's all a lot of it's kind of conjecture and and speculation with some according to Taleb shoddy statistics shoddy statistics and probability work and these people try to influence the course of policy meanwhile there's nothing that happens to them when they get it completely wrong okay that's interesting to me super interesting i think that that is really what's there's a lot of that going on and then on top of that there is a situation where I think a lot of young people are getting disillusioned with the idea of college, right? People are realizing more and more that the benefit you get from college is not worth the cost. Because what, you go in and you're just you're just not getting you're not getting a lot of times the education or you're not getting the tangible benefits that a lot of people are expecting, right? You go to college and then you get a degree and it's very difficult to get a job and a lot of times in in a lot of different fields. Now, what's interesting is a conversation I heard with Peter Thiel on the Rubin Report. He discussed the idea of how the current, the past tracks of progressing through society aren't working like they used to. So in the past 30 or 40 years, you know, 40 years or so, it made a lot more sense to go to university, you know, to finish, you know, do your high school, go to university, get a degree, go to college, you know, and there, there was kind of this progression that worked to a degree, like it, it worked. And if you follow that path, you were you weren't guaranteed, but your chances of success were higher than they are now. And I want to tie that in with what Weinstein said for the uh, what Eric what Eric Weinstein said, and now what Peter Thiel said, which is interesting, I guess, because Weinstein it works under Peter Thiel. So. Weinstein said the institutional trust is low. I agree. I think one reason why is because of what Nassim Taleb says, which is what, is that these bureaucrats and institutional heads don't have skin in the game, and they're basically just robbing from the public, and it's it feels like a big scam. Then we take Peter Thiel. A good, another good reason why institutional trust is low is because it's clear that the advice and the prescriptions that the institutions are have been giving out isn't working anymore right to a degree we see that we see that the advice from the experts about how to conduct trade policy hasn't been working for the united states in certain aspects i love free trade but i do agree with many people that there's a difference between free trade and 
you not having barriers on your products when or when people send you your their products, but then them taxing the hell out of your products whenever you um, sell it to them. So, I mean, that's not yeah. That's those are things that people don't like to discuss. Um, or there's a lot of orthodoxy in there's just lots of orthodoxy everywhere, right? Like you believe this. And you follow these lines of reasoning, whether it be about taxes or big corporations, whatever it is. And I I definitely think that these institutional trusts are breaking down. Now, I want to kind of push into another direction, which is now that these – it seems to me that it's true that institutional trust is breaking down. There's a lot of reasons for that. And – what are some things that we're seeing come from this? So one of the phenomenons I see are some, is someone like a Jordan Peterson is what does he advocate? One reason why I think Jordan Peterson is so popular, you know, people talk about the Christianity message and it's true. I mean, that is a popular message in that he ties Christianity into more of a concrete evolutionary and biological grounding and it makes sense but the thing that's so powerful about jordan peterson is that his expertise it's not this high when jordan peterson explains concepts about like the the ways to live he's not explaining them from a position that you don't know what he's talking about Right? He doesn't say, listen, you need to go to university and you need to learn all these concepts in order to understand what I'm saying. When Jordan Peterson lays out a, a, a pathway through life that people can follow, it's so fucking grounded in reality that it inspires people to start. And one thing about Jordan Peterson's philosophy on life from what I've seen is that Basically, the most important thing in the world is action and that acting out a particular belief over time, if it works, if it you know generates some kind of predictive ability and leads to successful life and reproduction, then that then acting out that idea is true. And it's based on it's based on having skin in the game from what I can see, right? Because it's based on action. So Peterson's idea of religion, that's why he defends Christianity and Judaism and certain aspects of religious thinking, is that it's the reason that these ways of thinking have, or that some of these rules, some of these procedures have evolved, is because they have worked in the world. And so then Peterson kind of takes from what I've seen, he takes his philosophical understanding, his psychology training, statistics training, all of that, applies it to his understanding of religion and says, look, what we need is not bullshit theory about gender. What we need is concrete ways to move through the world. That's one reason I think Peterson is so popular right now is because it's not about – um oh, I have to go to take a, philosoph- a philosophy course at the university to understand the meaning of life. No, you don't need to do that. 
when you listen to Peterson, you get an understanding of how you can move through the world without these abstract concepts that are disconnected from reality. The other thing is I want to touch on is Gary Vaynerchuk. So I believe that Gary Vaynerchuk is kind of, I mean, I love watching his stuff. He's an entrepreneur. He's very visible, which is one reason why I love talking about him and stuff like that is because you can see what he does. He's kind of like the embodiment of, the, of what Peterson says and the idea of skin in the game. And he shows you, he, he brings a lot of these elements together about institutions, distrust of institutions, because he has a distrust of institutions, right? He talks about how, um, how ba- basically Gary Vaynerchuk, a lot of his, his hypotheses about the market are counter, a lot of them are counter mainstream thinking, which is by nature like a distrust of institutional thought, in my opinion. Then he acts. Everything for Vaynerchuk is about action, 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 doing, doing, doing. He, he doesn't care about your fucking intentions. It's about go into the world and do. And that is, and not only that, not only should you produce Right? He's all about production, produce services, produce goods. Get out into the world, see what you can do, stop complaining, stop thinking, just start doing. That's a big thing for Vaynerchuk. Now, Vaynerchuk is also a big, friend, a big fan of treating people well, having empathy, using respect, reciprocation. He has a great sense of ethics and morality. And if you follow, if you listen to Jordan Peterson, you'll see that what Jordan Peterson talks about as best the best ways to live, a lot of in a lot of ways you see Gary Vaynerchuk doing those things in business. It's really impressive to see. He treats people. He's great at reciprocation. He's like if you look at all of the collaboration stuff he does, and he's with radical responsibility. You know, taking responsibility for your actions and just getting your shit done. And that's what Jordan Peterson talks about is taking responsibility for yourself. It's the best way to find meaning in your life. And you see Gary Vaynerchuk really embody, in my opinion, a lot of the principles and things that you see Jordan Peterson talk about. And so one I'm trying to get to with all this is that there's this new thing emerging where the institutions are decreasing, or at least it seems that institutional thought is decreasing in its power over people. What's regaining in power are individuals, people who have skin in the game, because people see that shit. I think people see through it. Uh, That's not totally my own idea, that's what Taleb said about Trump. He believes one reason why Trump was so popular is, you know, people talk about how he went, be- you know, how he's lost all this money. And he's like, well, that demonstrates that he's played the game, right? The fact that Trump has lost money in business, the fact that Trump has made mistakes means he's been in a position to make mistakes, unlike most bureaucrats, people in academia, politicians, things of that nature, and even business people. 
I'm sure there's lots of business people that are running companies that really have nothing to lose, right? If everything goes downhill, it's like the bankers that lost, you know, the heads of banks that got bailouts at the end of 2008. They don't have skin in the game anymore. So why should you listen to the heads of banks, governments, and agencies? Why should we, in academics, why should we take their advice when if everything blows up, they don't, I mean, of course, if society implodes, they lose. But if what they say is wrong, they're fine. Whereas the rest of us live in a world where if we make the wrong business decision, we lose our income or we lose a stream of income or we lose our house or our car. And listen and listening to the philosophies and enacting them from people like Nassim Taleb or Jordan Peterson or following Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, these types of people are basically saying, look, the best way to operate in the world is to take responsibility for yourself and take some risk, right? And taking that risk means having skin in the game. When you say something, when you take on an action, there needs to be consequences for that action. And that's kind of the idea with responsibility, right? Is if you take on responsibility, there are the other side of that, the inverse, well, I don't know if it's the inverse, but when you have responsibility, if you don't live up to those responsibilities, there are legitimate repercussions to that. That's what makes it important to follow through with your responsibilities. Anyway, that is some things I've been thinking about recently. I'm trying to tie together some ideas here between these prominent thinkers that there seems to be an intersection of thought, and I'm kind of thinking this is where it's leading to, is this idea of responsibility and risk-taking and having a fundamental grounding in reality. So those are just some thoughts. You could call this a rant on what I'm kind of seeing in the cultural zeitgeist at the moment. So remember... Mofos. In the words of Jordan Peterson, pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. Adios.